up, everybody? Welcome to What the Take. I am Randy, and today I am <laughs> kind of going to be talking to you guys about my experience. This is part one of my experience going back and re-watching all of the Pixar films in timeline order. So if you are not familiar with the Pixar theory by now, uh, I, I'm, I'd, I'd be shocked because this is something that has always been going around. So the Pixar theory is that each movie in the Pixar universe are connected. And there is proof there's proof of that. One they've they've came out and say that it's it's real. Disney has said that. Um two, in each movie they have easter eggs. You can find the Pizza Planet truck in almost every single Pixar movie. I think there's like one or two ex exceptions where you can't. Uh you can also find some other stuff like the ball is in a couple movies like the Pixar ball, uh, the lamps in a few movies. So the grand idea is each movie takes place in the same universe. So just really quickly going through how this kind of looks is, for instance, the movies we're talking about today, the movies that I've seen so far in my rewatch, you start with the good dinosaur. And in the Pixar universe, the asteroid never hits Earth. So we have men or man, whatever. We have man living alongside dinosaurs. Um, after that, so that takes place 65 million years ago. After that, we jump to the, the oh, 10th century. Can't remember exactly. With Brave. At this point, dinosaurs are extinct. But we still have, you know, this is, they went extinct in a different way, I think is what the Pixar theory says. And now we have the start of kind of like castles and princesses and, and all that. And that's how we get to Brave. After that, you jump all the way to 1959, where you have Luca. And this takes place over in Italy. And then a few years later in 1962, you have The Incredibles. Those are the movies I've seen so far. And then the next movie I'll watch is The Incredibles 2, which takes place directly after Incredibles 1. So it also takes place in 1962 around that area. It's uh, uh, also, uh, they are mowing outside. So please, I apologize if, if you hear that. I took a break from making videos. I don't want you guys to think that what the take is, is going anywhere. It's not. I was dealing with some internet issues. Actually, this show is going to continue to grow. So if you enjoy this, share the video, like it, subscribe to the channel. I've got some of my friends who will be joining me, so it won't just be me talking. It'll be them as well, and I'm very excited to bring them on. So this was kind of a fun uh, switch up for me because I have been watching all the Saw movies because Saw 10 comes out later this month. I think it might come out next weekend or the weekend after that. And I absolutely love Saw, but I never saw the rest of the films. And I still haven't finished it. I have to see Jigsaw. That's the only movie I just watched, saw the final chapter. Now I need to see Jigsaw. But <laughs> going from Saw, I, I said, what, what movie franchise am I going to go back and watch now? And I've been wanting to watch all the Pixar films in order in timeline order, I've seen all of them except for two. I've never seen Lightyear, which is the one that takes place after Incredibles 2. 
because that sets up Toy Story. It's basically a movie of, of, of a movie so you can figure out why Andy and his friends were so into this Buzz Lightyear toy. So I'd never seen Lightyear and I haven't seen Turning Red. So I've kind of been slacking the last couple of years, but I've always been a huge Pixar fan. My favorite Pixar series is uh, Monsters Incorporated. And I loved Monsters University too for that reason. I know a lot of people thought Monsters University was just kind of a a dull, boring movie. It wasn't as good as Monsters, Inc. I loved it. I saw that movie. I've seen it 26 times. And it came out when I was about to go to college. So it actually got me excited for college. As weird as that is, I understand it's not the same thing. But it got me very excited to go to college. Um, So this was kind of a fun little switch from kind of the the horror and the, the torture-like movie that Saw is, the all the gore to these cute Pixar films. So I don't know how many parts this is going to be, but this is part one where I'm going to kind of quickly talk about the movies that I've, that I've watched in the Pixar timeline. And I'm going to give you my rating and kind of talk to you through why I like that movie, why I didn't like that movie, stuff like that. Um, just kind of take a few minutes to touch base on all of them. Uh, all just like always, you can check out my full reviews. You can check out the ratings in advance. If you head over to my letterbox page, um, my letterbox page is also called what the take. There should be a link in the bio. If not, or in the description, sorry, if not, it's in our bio. So, okay, let's enough talking. That's how this is going to work. This is part one of who knows how many parts, uh, but let's get into this. So the first movie I watched now, I kind of stopped the marathon. Like I started this a few months back and then kind of stopped and now I'm picking it up again. So for the good dinosaur and brave, I watched them months ago, but starting with the good dinosaur. So when I first saw the good dinosaur, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. Um, and I found out this is a, a common theme when I go back to re rate some of the um, Pixar movies that I already rated on Letterbox. I'm kind of rating them better. Like I'm enjoying it more. I think I have a whole new respect for the animation and the story in general. So I didn't like The Good Dinosaur, but when I watched it again, I actually enjoyed it. And my family finds it very boring and very slow. And I think it's got a great story. It's got a story of loss. Um, after he loses his father, sorry, I'm not the best with character names. I'm talking about the dinosaur after I think his name's Arlo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his name's Arlo. After Arlo loses his father, he goes through this like journey of self-discovery. You know, he's very lost in the world. He's trying to prove himself and he ends up making a friend, which is this young human boy. And it's, it's just, it's a very nice story overall, and I really enjoyed it. And I think I really enjoyed it for the animation. The animation in this one is so, so good. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember exactly what year they made it, but it was so good. I remember seeing some of the scenes, and I was like, this looks beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it makes you kind of, it kind of answers that question. What if the asteroid never hit? I mean, it kind of doesn't answer that because, like I said, the next movie in the series is brave and like dinosaurs are gone. So still something happened to them, but it's just, it's like really cool coming of age story, which we're going to get a lot with Pixar. I know um, that's a big theme for them is coming of age stories. Um, 
So I enjoyed Good Dinosaur. I enjoyed it more than I watched than when I watched it the first time. And I I gave it a four out of five. I didn't have a lot to complain about. I actually didn't get that bored either. I love the T-Rex family. <laughs> I think that was a, a funny part to the film. Uh, I think it's got some thrills. I think it's got everything you're looking for for a Pixar film, and especially one that kicks off this universe. I liked it. I liked it. Four out of five. And I don't, I don't actually know if it's the official kickoff. There's a, if you didn't know the latest Pixar film that came out elemental, I saw it this past year. Um, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of a run of the mill story, but I enjoyed it. We'll get to that when I rewatch it here in a few months time or whenever I get to it. There is two hypotheses about where hypotheses, why did I say hypothesis? There's two um, kind of ideas on where Elemental fits in the overall Pixar theory. Some people believe it's thousands and thousands of years after the event of Monsters University, which is like the the current end. If you just look at movies, we don't talk we don't talk about the series, but um, the, some people believe it's thousands and thousands of years past Monsters where they've evolved more, like the people have evolved more like past monsters into like elements itself. Other people believe that it should be the start of the Pixar theory with, which is um, this is when the elements were coming together, kind of creating the world before we had any living creatures like dinosaurs and humans and other uh, animals. I like that theory more. I like if Elemental is the first movie in the Pixar like theory franchise that makes sense because that is like the world is coming together. You have all these different elements. They're starting to learn that they can mix. That's a huge, that's a huge part of this too. Like it starts off, they like stay away from each other and now they're figuring out they can mix. That's how the world can be created. So I kind of like the idea of that. I'm moving on to our next film. So four out of five for the good dinosaur. Um, I got to brave and brave is, you know, my mom loves the movie Brave. She loves Merida. She absolutely adores her. Um, so I was I was looking forward to re-watching this film because what I remembered from it, I wasn't the biggest fan. I thought it was kind of, I don't know, I just wasn't a big Merida fan. Um, the story was all right. But when I re-watched it, I actually became a fan of Merida. Like, I think Merida is a super complex and, like, Super cool character. Um, I liked the connection between her and her mother, how they grow, how their relationship grows, and their their bonding experience that they get put through. I think her dad is hilarious. Her dad and her three brothers are absolutely hilarious in this film. There's some, there's a lot of funny moments. The score was a big thing for me. I I'm not someone if the if the music doesn't have actual lyrics i don't put too much thought in it and that's something that i want to grow as i i want that to grow with me being a movie fan it is respecting the score more respecting the orchestra more and the score for brave was phenomenal i think the music really helped drive home the story um and in those tear jerking moments whenever they had the, the music in the background you really felt it what uh, Merida was going through how she felt responsible for what happened to her mom and how she just wanted her her life to kind of go back to how it was. And uh, what's his name? M Mortar? 
I think is his name, the evil bear. Wonderful villain. I mean, wonderful villain in the sense he's one of the scariest Pixar villains that I can think of. Like when you see um, those like dark cave scenes and you see him pop out, it's terrifying. It's absolutely like horrifying when we see him. So I, I liked Brave. I thought Brave was a solid film. It wasn't anything that blew me away, but I gave it a three out of five. And I enjoyed it more than when I watched it the first time. I think the first time I was kind of feeling it was kind of like a one and a half, a two to me. And I bumped it up to a three and a five. I didn't like it as much as Good Dinosaur, but still a good film. And I like Good Dinosaur. I don't think I need another, like I don't need Good Dinosaur 2 or a series. I would like to see more of Merida. I think I would rather see a like Disney Plus show based on her world than like Brave 2. But I, I think we need more Merida in our life. All right. The next film takes place 1959 in Italy, and it's Luca. And this was a film that released during the COVID pandemic. It released straight to Disney+. Plus. Movie theaters were not open. And I was excited. I was really excited to see Luca. Um, I thought this was going to kind of be the movie that rejuvenate or rejuvenate reinvents Pixar. Cause I felt like Pixar had been kind of dropping in quality. And I was like, Luca looks amazing. The animation looks incredible. And I was super pumped for it. And obviously at that time we were all watching streaming services and, and movies were going straight to them. And we were watching so much around that time. So I wonder if it was something like I was just kind of burnt out when I watched it. Maybe I watched it late at night after watching movies all day and I was just kind of burnt out. I did not enjoy it. It was a massive letdown for me. I remember I gave it a rating of, I think I gave it two out of five. And that was like respectful because the animation was beautiful. But I just rewatched it last night. And it's got a really good story. I like that it's shorter. I feel like personally, I feel like movies nowadays are a little too long. I don't like when they go two and a half, three hours. I think the perfect length for a movie should be an hour and 50 to two hours, like around that like 10 minute mark. Uh, I know that's not a big wide margin, but I, I, I like when a movie is just like two hours. I think it's perfect. And Luca is an hour and 40 minutes, I think. So it's a relatively short film. I might be thinking of the Incredibles, but I know it's a relatively short film. Um, and, and they got straight to the point, you know, within 20 minutes, the plot has started where Luca wants to find out what's happening on in the human world. And he, he, he's just so curious and he goes against his, his parents and the advice that he gets because he's so curious about what happens up there. And there are some amazing, this is something I want more Luca. I said, I would definitely be down for some more Merida. I want more Luca. And I think we should a thousand percent get a Luca show because I want to see Luca at school with Julia, I think's her name. Uh, I want to see that. I want to see how he kind of interacts. Just think of that as a show. Just if they make a Luca series, just envision Luca, you know, going to the school where they don't know that sea monsters are friendly and Julia tries to help him, you know, maybe hide it or maybe like, show people that he's not that bad. I think it'd be a fantastic show. You're basically, I just wrote the script for you. Uh, I think the animation in this one is gorgeous. Uh, just seeing the Italian countryside, seeing the water. It's got some beautiful animation. The characters are lovable. I love his parents. Alberto is a very complex character. 
I loved Julia's dad. He's one of my favorite characters in this one. The way his eyes, like he's got like these super small eyes that just like, like that whenever he's talking. I think you, if you've seen the movie, you, you know what I'm referring to, but Luca, <laughs> Luca was really good. Like I actually enjoyed it. And after I watched the movie, I was like, that wasn't, that was not as bad as I remember it being. I think I had a whole new respect on it. Like I said, maybe I was just burnt out the first time seeing it. So I bumped it up to a three and a half out of five. So it's not quite as good as the good dinosaur for me, but it's better than brave. I know a lot of these you guys are going to disagree with. I know a lot of people love brave and they think Lucas just meh. It's my, it's my opinion. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to share my opinion. Um, and I thought, I thought Luca was really good. Um, and then finally we have the Incredibles and this is going to be the hottest take of the entire podcast today. I love superheroes. I'm very big in the Marvel franchise. I'm very big in the Sony Spider-Verse. I still enjoy DC. I'm not as big into DC as I am to Marvel or the Spider-Verse for that matter. Like I love the Spider-Verse. Um, but I love superheroes. I always have. I've always been a huge superhero fan. I don't enjoy the Incredibles. I I get the hype. Usually if I don't enjoy something, I pull some line where I'm like, I don't, I don't get the hype. I get it. I get why people are into the Incredibles. Personally, I'm not. I, I remember this movie just being meh to me. Um, I didn't really like the story. It's, it feels like it drags on a lot. And the best part of it was Syndrome. I thought Syndrome was a really good villain. And I liked his, uh, his villain arc that he had. And I watched it again last night after Luca. Actually, I watched it before Luca. I messed up. I watched The Incredibles first because I forgot about Luca in the, in the timeline. So I had to go online and look up the timeline. But Luca does come first. So I kind of watched the Incredibles and then I had to go back and watch Luca because I accidentally skipped it. And it was, it was meh. It was meh. The animation for the time is really good. I believe the movie came out in 2004. So the animation is good. Uh, there's some funny parts. I love when Bob's in the office. Um, we all know that iconic scene where it's like, I'm not happy, Bob, not happy. Please ask me why. Why are you not happy? Why what? Or yeah, well, yeah. Why? Why what, Bob? Please be specific. Or whatever it is. We all know that scene. It's an <laughs> It's a funny scene. It's a really funny scene. I think there's some... I mean, for a, for a Disney film and a Pixar film, this is something we don't get anymore. We saw a cop holding a pistol... And actually firing it. Now, granted, Frozone used his like ice abilities to stop it. I don't see Pixar and Disney putting pistols in, in movies anymore. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe, like I said, I didn't see Lightyear and I didn't see Turning Red, but I don't see pistols being used anymore. Um, when Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl are talking about how he needs to be more flexible... I, we just don't get that in Pixar and Disney films anymore. So there's a lot of stuff that took place in this one that you don't necessarily see. Um, side note, I think Mirage might be the most attractive Pixar character ever. Don't think I'm weird for that. I'm just saying 
in the real world, she'd be attractive. I know a lot of people love Mrs. Incredible, obviously. Um, I don't know. For me, Syndrome's just the best part of this film. And it did drag on. There was times I was watching it with uh, my mom, and both of us were kind of just sitting there like, how much longer? She doesn't really enjoy it. I don't really enjoy it either. I know, like, if you have a Pixar bracket, The Incredibles is going to make it far for a lot of people. Personally, it was just a mad movie to me. I gave it a two out of five. Um, I think the animation's good. It's got a classic story. Just not my favorite. And I'm interested to rewatch Incredibles 2 that I've only seen, I think. I think I've seen, I've definitely seen it once, obviously. I might have seen it twice. Maybe not all the way through the second time, but I'm interested to see how I feel about that one in comparison to the original the Incredibles, because a lot of people prefer The Incredibles to The Incredibles 2, and I'm interested to see where I fit in that like demographic of how I see it. So after we watch the first four films in the Pixar theory, the rating goes like this. The Obviously, we've only watched four, but it goes first place, The Good Dinosaur, second place, Luca, third place, Brave, in fourth place, The Incredibles. So I know that's going to be a hot, hot take to put The Incredibles down there below some films like Luca and The Good Dinosaur. A lot of people don't like those films. I actually enjoyed them. Man, maybe I'm just different in the sense. I am just different in the uh, Pixar films that, that I like. So we'll end it there. That is part one. I will I will be back here after I watch a few more films, I'll probably, I'll, I'm going to try to keep it to four films an episode, four films apart, basically. So after I watch the next four films, I will be back to do another episode. Let me look up really fast what films we've got coming up in the Pixar theory. So I know the next one that I have to watch is The Incredibles 2. Um, that play takes place, like I said, 1962, the same year. Then it's Lightyear, which that's going to be fun because I've never seen Lightyear. It's one of the two Pixar movies I've never seen. Uh, and that takes place, we can assume, like the 80s, 70s, 80s. It's a, it's a movie. It's a movie within a movie. That's the movie that kids went to see. Kids saw Lightyear, and that made them fall in love with the Lightyear toy, which leads into Toy Story, which is set in 1995. And then that leads straight into Toy Story 2, which takes place um, in 1999, so four years later. So, yeah, that's it. So, once again, I got to watch The Incredibles 2, Lightyear, Toy Story, and then Toy Story 2. So, I'm going to be getting a lot of Buzz Lightyear content coming up. But if you guys enjoyed this video, please share it with your movie-loving friends. It helps the channel grow. Make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Um, you can check out all of our episodes on Reality Now on or at Reality Now on Spotify. Make sure to leave us a podcast rating. That also helps us grow. And I will catch you guys next time.